Hey there, you're about to watch Rich Chang's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, which is free. Hooray, isn't that nice? If you want to help us make more, there are lots of ways to contribute. Why not head to gofasterstripe.com and you can buy DVDs or a badge, which will help us keep these things going. Uh, or just tell your friends about it. That's all it really takes. Just help spread the word. We aren't a big uh, TV company. We don't have any budget. Uh, we just rely on your kindness and goodwill if you like it. If you hate it, don't tell anyone about it. That's the way to get us back. All right, let's enjoy Rich Chang's Leicester Square Theatre. I wonder who the guest will be this week. It isn't who I was expecting. Let's just say that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who has just eaten a stinger tuba. It was as bad as he remembered. It's Richard Herring. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Uh, you're much better than last week's audience. So, uh, it's... <laughs> it's funny that you are last week's audience. Cause, uh, uh, some of the cool kids have started calling it Rahalastapur. Right. Oh, wow, they've gone crazy. So, uh, I, uh, it was very exciting this week. The, uh, the, uh, the new acts of uh, Live at the Apollo, the new series of Live at Apollo were the... Well, answer, I thought this is it, 27 years, 14 solo shows. They've given it all to women posing as comedians. All women, all of it. There's th three of them of women. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, out of 18, it's ridiculous. So, uh, no wonder I can't get on the telly. So, uh, these women, they've posed so well, these women posing as comedians, they've become quite good comedians. But that is, that is... They're actually better comedians than all of the men, but that is, they still started off by posing as comedians. It's quite an obscure uh, reference. So uh, let's, uh, let's meet our audience. There's some, uh, there's some good uh, T-shirts I've just mentioned. There's a Rich Herring, uh, it says relax your shoulders, very obscure. You can buy these uh, at cottoncart.com, I think, or something, no one does. Uh, they, uh, someone, I saw someone online actually uh, going, oh, Richard Herring. I saw one of the kind of snarky forums going, oh, yeah, surprise, surprise. Just like in extras, Richard Herring started bringing out T-shirts, cashing in. I'm really not cashing in. <laughs> They're really there. It's a very exclusive. They will be worth a lot of money, these T-shirts, as you are the only person... You probably own all of them, don't you? But you're the only person who owns them. Anyway, let's uh, say, what's, what's your name? Laura, hello, Laura. Is this your, have you been to Rahalastapur before? No. It's your first time. What brought you along? Your aunt. But you're the same age. That is possible. That's a very possible thing. Why did you bring your niece with you to... Uh... You're trying to teach her about comedy. What kind of what comedy do you like at the moment before you've seen Rahalastapur? Thank you. You like Richard Osman? <laughs> yeah, he is really very good. He was funny, wasn't he? He was properly funny. Do you, do you fancy him in the way that those naughty people on the websites fancy him? He's gone now. Not for you. Not the gigantic man. His big hand. Oh, he's, big. he's a foot taller than you. Well, he's, about, he's a foot taller than me as well. I'm five foot seven. How tall are you? This, this is good flirting, isn't it? This, this, is, uh, this, is how I, uh, this is how I used to chat up the girls in the old days. Find out how tall you were. Usually with me standing above them on a raised platform with a camera. How tall are you? I'm three inches taller than you. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. It's all, it's all in fun. 
I know, I know there's been a lot of entertainers harassing members of the public, but this is all uh, normal and in good fun. Uh, well, look, thanks for coming along. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, it, should be, it should be good fun. Thank you for bringing one new person with you, even there. How many people in your family that you could, you could bring along? Because, yeah, have you got any other family members who might enjoy it? No. It's been a lot. I mean, you've been coming to the shows for a long time, though. So, you know, it's taken a long time for you to bring an extra person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Really, just I've really got to test this out for my niece. You caved in, and like she's, she's. I know she's a niece. She's grown up, right? She's like an adult. So all that stuff for me having to go it was, it was all right. Don't tut at me. <laughs> <laughs> the people can't see back there. Thinking he's having to go with a seven-year-old girl. She's four to five foot four, seven-year-old. Let's edit all this out, Dave. So uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's made me look bad. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, um, we were meant to have uh, Al Murray on uh, for this, this one. And everyone was... Who came to see, specifically see Al Murray cheer? Yay! Oh, fuck, that is quite a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, you'd really need someone pretty good to, to make up for the disappointment of him not being here. But, you know, I literally had an hour. I only found out like an hour before the show. So I just had to find just anyone, really. And even then, they were all busy. So uh, this... Usually at the beginning, I'd do a joke where I say someone's best known for something really obscure. And, uh, but this man really is best known for doing the warm-up on 8 out of 10 cats. He was also in the film Angela's Ashes, which we'll talk to him about that. It's definitely him. Will you please welcome Michael Legg, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Legg. That's better than Al Murray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for the beer. <laughs> and whatever the lady wants for the woman. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. I've now got a catchphrase. Yeah, it's good. And you've antagonised them out a quarter of the audience. Yep who yep. like that catchphrase. It's good. Mm -hmm. Like me, I like it because it bought my house. <laughs> so, uh, how is it doing warm-up for uh, 8 out of 10 cats? How did you... Uh... Oh, it is amazing. There's nothing... Uh, there's no better feeling than having... Because they're a properly lovely audience at 8 out of 10 cats. I really mean it. They're really lovely. There's nothing better than having that audience in the palm of your hand for 15 minutes, you get to a punchline, you get tapped on the shoulder by a producer, you get told to get off so that Jim Jeffries can come on and do all his jokes about vaginas. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> You're quite an angry person, Michael. I should, I should uh, yeah, say that. Yeah, I'm angry. That's all right. You, you, um, you can't clap. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> that's, that's quite a... Because silent clap. It's not just clapping, it's clapping like a clapper. <laughs> I suppose I could just do that. There's no reason why that wouldn't work. Yep. Well, I like to make it look like it's a clapper board. Yep. I can't use a microphone, that's what I, that's, that's my main. <laughs> while I'm clapping. That's what people have paid for. <laughs> <laughs> the people at home won't know that what that's about. Okay. Because before the show, I have to do this. Because we can't afford a clapperboard. But I, I was over there when you did the first one, and I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. <laughs> really it's not really my job, is it, to do a clapperboard? Well, you do the warm up for this. Uh, to be fair, you go, eh, famous for doing any warm up. But the thing I do a warm up for is very popular. Yeah. And famous. Yeah. Look what you do a warm up for. For me. You. For myself. <laughs> you. 
no one would warm up for you. <laughs> I couldn't get anyone to do it. No. Mate, even the guests don't. Free. Even the guests don't turn up half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to have to interview me too from the snooker podcast. <laughs> <laughs> which may still happen uh, so I thought well let's get straight into this this is oh, always yeah. fun uh, have you been to the Dirty Britcom confession site I, 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 that was brought to my attention I mean I know that you've talked about it before yeah. on your podcast but it was brought to my attention like a long time before I was that. surprised that you, you were on there but you are yeah no a lot of people are in the warm up man yeah you but know I, and then they fuck a real comedian you've got uh, <laughs> you've got Wait, Al Murray's one. He only had yeah. one, and Al Murray's one was uh, "I want to have a pint with Al Murray," followed by a night of sex. That is the, one of the weakest yeah. British comedy. Whatever the lady wants for the woman. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got loads, uh, yeah. and what? they're quite good and dirty. I mean, they're quite properly because uh, you are renowned for being an angry person. Yeah. I'm, I'm a warm-up man. I want to get, I want to get Michael Leg really angry at me, and then mid-round to just get on my knees and slowly start sucking his cock. <laughs> See if he can stay angry. I think he would probably be you angry. You know what? Then. The thing is, I probably would be really because you know what? It'll happen at an inconvenient <laughs> moment. It never happens at a good time. A blowjob for me. <laughs> You know, so I'm topping up my oyster card. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no! And you're I'm already tapping angry. in. You're already angry as well, so it's not, you're not like necessarily ready straight away. No. Just calm, make me calm down then, a blowjob, not just, oh, I'm cross. What do they think's going to happen? Like, what, an angry blowjob? What do they think I'm going to break her neck with my cum or something? <laughs> Could be a gentleman, we don't know. Uh, I want to have Doctor Who themed role play sex with Michael Legg. So do I. <laughs> In fact, I often wrap a scarf around my knob and have a wank, so it's fine. Good. Uh, a few weeks ago, this is a good one. We thought backstage about your resemblance uh, to Dave Gorman. A few weeks ago, I had a dream in which I had sex with Dave Gorman, and Michael Legg was standing next to the bed shouting something. I remember that. About. <laughs> I can't read my own writing about a bed or something. Then Robin Ince appeared and shouted at Michael Legg for shouting at us. He didn't seem, it didn't seem, it doesn't sound enjoyable, but the sex was in fact great in this dream. Yeah. Yeah. I was going along with that until that bit. The sex was great. Yeah. The sex doesn't sound like me. Well, it was, to be fair, it was Dave Gorman having the sex and you're just shouting at them while Robin Ince shouts at you. Would you be oh, that's something also like, that? like some sort of weird shouting human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> human shoutipede. A lot of people are interested in your uh, shouting and ranting. Uh, turned on by it. I'd wait until Michael Legg was in full rant, then grab him, unbutton his shirt, and slowly kiss all the way down his torso, unwrapping him like a dirty present. <laughs> I'd love to see him incoherent with desire. Well, I'm often incoherent. Yeah. It's rarely with desire. <laughs> it's with desperation. My main fear about th this is that someone will find this book, which I've just written these uh -huh. in, and think they're my own. Because <laughs> 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 I've done them about a lot of comedians, but especially with this one, it's just like, fuck, he really is wants that... Michael Lake to shout him. Is, he... <laughs> is that why Bob Monko's got so worried about <laughs> 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 
all those years ago. Oh, I'd love to suck Ross Abbott's cock. <laughs> Got off the internet. What? <laughs> so you have a Chortle Award winning blog. Which mm. I find quite offensive. Yeah, you were really upset by that. Very upset. You'd written like three I'm, blogs. I'm not kidding you. It was. It was. Uh, it's probably the proudest moment of my entire life. Not the award. You being angry about me getting the award <laughs> really made me happy. Really. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a proud moment. It was a smack in the face for for me. Yeah. At that point, I've been doing a blog for. I, I don't even know where the award is. Can't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd written a blog. I've written a blog every day for twelve years. I mean, in a way, I feel I've wasted a lot of time. <laughs> well, I've with... read a lot of it. Yeah. It seems like you have. Yeah. <laughs> and I've wasted, I've wasted a few people's time. <laughs> a very increasingly fewer people's time <laughs> as the time goes on. And then you came on, wrote, admittedly, 10 or 11 very funny blogs. Yeah. But then 50. Steve Bennett comes up, oh, I haven't a word. Well, to be fair, five years before that... Um, I very drunkenly had Steve Bennett up against the wall in, in Edinburgh screaming, I'm one star, am I, you cunt? <laughs> so, so he might, he might have thought, I'm just giving him a award. You won't, won't threaten me anymore. That's very big of him to forgive you. Yeah, actually, that. it was. And do you know what I felt? I felt really bad. I bought him a badge the next day. Did he? I, I don't think that is enough to no. make up. It was a Morrissey badge that says, I like you. <laughs> That's I thought, right. let's creep him out while I'm saying See, sorry. <laughs> a lot of people would have loved to be pushed up against the wall with you being furiously angry. Yeah. But... He didn't mind that. It was me blowing him. <laughs> he was trying to top up his oyster. <laughs> so I had a long time to research this. About Al Murray? Yeah. Uh, how was it being in Angela's Ashes, the film movie? Angela's I imagine Ashes. it was great. Yeah. It's, uh, it was mainly filmed outdoors. That would yeah. have been nice. Yeah. Uh, is there someone famous in it? Yeah. Um, that guy, Begby. <laughs> What's his name? Robert Carlyle. Yeah, Paul McCartney. That's what I heard. <laughs> uh, Paul McCartney's in it. And that lady's in it, Angela. I'm really delighted Her that, um, that uh, the real Michael Legg, the actor Michael Legg. There's an actor called Michael yeah. Legg. The real one, he, he, uh, he said no to this tonight. Because um, uh, a lot of people come to my shows thinking I'm him and then they get disappointed. But I'm really, really happy that a lot of people have been writing to him on Twitter and telling him how unfunny they thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. But you've had to sign autographs as yeah. him for people. People yeah. think you are him. Yeah, even, even after an hour of watching me in a show and they're fans of him, they watch me and they go, God, he is an amazing actor. Look, look at him playing the part of that wheezing old man for an hour, screaming at nothing. And then they ask for an autograph. Do you ever get mistaken for Michael Legg, the massage therapist in Hereford? Yeah. Yeah, yeah quite often. And I have to sign autographs. <laughs> two massages yeah. he's at, he's at, I just quickly read his uh, website and I've slightly I think he's uh, he used to be a chef mm. but then he became deaf I think or blind whatever I can't remember uh, and now he does massage therapy probably blind then <laughs> um, no yeah 
can still do massage therapy. Should we do death? like a vote? You know, like you were doing with the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. is he, who thinks he's blind? <laughs> what, literally everyone are unhappy about it. Yay! <laughs> Stupid blind cunt. Yay! <laughs> Who thinks he's deaf? Yay! Literally over here. <laughs> that was weird. Well, something, something to consider. Uh, and uh, something. You, uh, Sarah Pascoe was uh, talking about you uh, as a, a hero of hers on her podcast. So I thought I'd better get wow. you in so people could understand who that was. Yeah, how, the, and then it would make them feel better about themselves when they saw you and thought, wow, Sarah Pascoe. Could yeah, she aims okay. very low. <laughs> very but you are, you are into veganism as well. And unlike Sarah Pascoe, you won't eat honey. No, does she eat honey? Yeah, she loves well, it. She's not, she laps it she's up. not vegan then, is she? Oh, I'm not going to close my eyes ever again. <laughs> I regret everything I've just seen. Ah, oh, God. Right. Um, no, I. Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm. I'm almost to the point of tediously vegan. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely violently vegan. <laughs> and there aren't many violent vegans. <laughs> Well, well, we're, we're we, kind we of don't peace punch. Loving. We throw paint at coats yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's I suppose that's an act of violence, but it's, it is an act. Of what about is what is it about animals that you like so much? There's, I think, or dislike so much, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that you don't I hate the them. taste of them. Yeah, I think they're, they're a right chicken. Them thinking we should bloody eat them. <laughs> uh, they're quite cute. Do you not think? Do you know? You've got an animal. I've got two. I've got two little cats and, yeah. uh, and, and a them. small baby who counts as an animal inside my wife's. Tommy. I've um, decided uh, to interview you at some point, so okay. I've got a question about, about that a bit okay. later on. Well, I could ask it now. Ask it now. <clears throat> You're going to be a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about it a little. I mean, it's sort of weird, isn't it? Yeah. To think that yes. I'm going to be the role model of... Yeah. I've started talking to my baby through the uh, eggshell of my oh. my wife's right. what have you been, stomach lining. Have you been podcasting your uh, own child already? <laughs> I did. My <laughs> wife seems uh, to not really want that. I thought it would be quite cool to like have put out a podcast of yeah. its first crying. Yeah. Well, you're uh, going to play it at Snooker immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. Is is your is your baby? Do you know what your baby is? I do know what it is, but we're not uh, letting anyone know, and I'm terrified that I will use a personal pronoun that will give it okay. away. Do you... Let's see if we can trip you up. <laughs> How do you feel about your wife having another cock in her? <laughs> well, after what Richard Osman said about my mum, it's not... <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a three in a bed, isn't it? Counts as a three in a bed. Yeah, but what about your so, child? Well, it's all right. <laughs> what? Well, do you know what? Well done, you've beaten Stephen Fry. <laughs> It's you sort of worry about that, you know, about that. Or fancying your child. <laughs> about if you're having sex with your wife and she's yeah. pregnant. You know, what does what does the baby get to see of that? What kids the baby? What do you do? You think the baby might see a bit? <laughs> I've got a, quite a large penis for my for my body size. So I'm worried, you know. That's coming in. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's like the baby's lying there with. Mouth open. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to find it funny. I, would, I, discussed, I discussed 
Last week, Josh Whittaker, we discussed the fact that people, when they have babies, they start to find those kind of jokes not funny. Right. Uh, and, I, and I think that says something about that kind of person that, be, that A, they thought that means either they think before it was serious or they, they have to have their own child in order to then get offended about the idea of child. So, you know, it says something weird yeah, about that person that you change your mind. So I'm going to find that still amusing. <laughs> otherwise, I, otherwise I fall into a net of hypocrisy. But I did bring up the idea of my cock being introduced into the yeah. scenario. So I'm still uh, 100% uh, on message there. <laughs> I'm not a, the good thing about me is I'm not a hypocrite. No. That is what you can say, but I will do... That was one of my questions. <laughs> yes. Are you a hypocrite? <laughs> I am. Well, yes and no. <laughs> That's quite a good answer to that question. That, that was actually very good. Thank you. Richard, well done. It's a, it's a poor... They are not as good as last week's audience, by which I mean the audience we had last week rather than the last episode. <laughs> I'm joking. Come on. Let's, let's, all, let's all calm down. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, no, it's, it's a very... Uh, so it's nice. They can, they can hear. It's uh, six months old now in right. the womb. So they can hear what you're saying. And I'm hoping... I had a dream that it would come out being able to speak. Uh, and so I'm going to try and make that come to reality. <laughs> so I think if wow. I speak enough to it, it will be able to speak when it comes out. Right. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> that's, that's but nice. it can recognise your voice um, if you speak to... It can recognise my voice? Well, if you come and speak into my wife's stomach enough, it will recognise your voice once I it's I reckon born. you'll hate that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll hate every bit of me doing that. Hate I mean, it. she'll hate it. <laughs> I'll feel a bit awkward. <laughs> this baby's getting a lot out of this deal. I might play this podcast as over yeah. and over again. So and then, then you're sure at least someone's heard it. Yeah. <laughs> someone did tweet to me beforehand uh, that if, uh, if, if there's a pointless uh, in the future of Richard Herring's guests on Richard Herring's <laughs> podcast, uh, you will be a pointless us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite you know. proud of that. <laughs> it's a good. It was a nice, uh, a nice joke. Uh, so um, you've been upset. You've written a, uh, a blog for uh, well your own things. It's appeared on uh, Chortle. You're, yeah, you yeah. Hit the heady blogs. heights of Chortle and Giggle Beats. You write blogs every now and again uh, and uh, win awards for them. Uh, but uh, about uh, the growth of sexism and mainly sexism in comedy, but also sort of right wing views in, I... amongst comedians. Is that fair? It's sort of yeah, right. I think. Well, I think it's fair. And then comedians, there's certain comedians, not all, no, it's just a small, but, you know, large enough amount of comedians who disagree and seem to think, hey, you know, what, dapper laughs? It's only a joke. What, what's, the, what's the problem? But it's horrible. And, uh, yeah, it's gone all serious now. We do a serious all, bit. It's a serious bit. <coughs> but sooner or later, surely, that, uh, you remember that lovely alternative comedy wave of 1979? Uh, I do. Yeah, that sort of like we would have gone, ooh, comedy seems like an exciting thing. I think that might be stamped out completely. <laughs> uh, and, and obviously, Dapper Laughs is going to like strangle Alexi Sale on stage <laughs> for that person's amusement by the sounds of things. Uh, I just think, yeah, there's a, a, clearly a rise in sexism in comedy, I think. Uh, and what's worrying is the amount of comedians who support. Um, uh, comedians like Dapper Laughs who basically um, just run up to women in the street and go, you have breasts, ha ha ha, and then run away. 
Actually, it's not even that sophisticated, but it is that gruesome. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we've got, um, uh, we've got uh, you know, Charlie Drake 2000, Andrew Lawrence, who basically, I didn't think anyone was going to get that reference. Uh, I'm surprised one person sort of did. Um, yeah, and uh, he's, um, he's now saying that he does not support UKIP, and in doing so, has said he supports UKIP. <laughs> So it's all gone horrible. Remember, it used yeah. to be all left-wing and nice. But now yeah, it's all but, mean. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, uh, you know, it's good that there should be a, a spectrum of views within comedy. And I suppose the, the thing, people feel that uh, comedy should be uh, not constrained by political correctness, I mm. suppose, is the thing. So it's, like the, it's just a joke. It sort of should, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, life sort of should. I mean, that's the thing. It's really bizarre to hear comedians now say the phrase... You know, what, I hate PC. What is, what, what's happening now? What, this is PC gone man. Is it, are you kidding me? You're going to be doing jokes about yuppies next. Where, what era are you living in? <laughs> this is the most dated phrase you could possibly... We, we shouldn't even be saying PC anymore. It should be the most dated phrase. We should have moved on. But no, people want to drag us on back. And I guess, uh, I guess it, what's been interesting, really, of the last couple of days, whenever um, Andrew... Do you know about the Andrew Lawrence thing? Does anyone know or care? I'm Does anyone sure. care? <laughs> Do you know who Dapper Laughs is? No, see, like a lot of people don't know. <laughs> well, well, then that's Look. delightful, and I will not explain who they are because I don't want you to know because you're clearly nice people. I think it's sort of interesting, though, in the modern world that it's quite hard for anyone to become famous enough, even for a room full of comedy fans, to know right. or, know who Dapper Laughs or Andrew. La- I, I did a joke about Andrew Lawrence in my tour show, yeah, and I was quite surprised that it got like a yeah. big laugh. So I mean, yeah. it's. You know, I think that maybe has come through a bit more, but I think most people... There is a poster for Andrew Lawrence in the Lou's here at the Leicester Square Theatre, and it's uh, the poster is him uh, with his head in a noose, and it says, Andrew Lawrence, reasons to kill yourself. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) It's a shame, I really like him. Well, I don't, you know, I think he's was trying to, to begin with just to make a point about Right, if his point was uh, it's lazy just to go on and go, aren't you Kip shit? Hooray! That's a good yeah. point. But he didn't phrase it exactly like that. No, he didn't. But what? I wonder whether that was his, was his point, whether he was trying to say that it's just as hack, that there's a lot of liberal comedians who, or certain liberal comedians who could just go on and do a crowd-pleasing thing. Yeah. I'm sort of doing my best to be an apologist for him. Yeah, yeah you're doing really uh, I'm well. doing quite well. I'm literally I'm, in my mind blocking you I'm, on Twitter. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed with how well I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. I'm, I you don't should think, do his PR. You're I amazing. I don't think this. Uh, Someone <laughs> should do his PR. Anyone. <laughs> Although, you know, it'd be interesting to see what, what, where it comes out of. He may not support UKIP, but UKIP are supporting him. I think, yeah. when, I think when Nigel Farage comes out and gives you his seal of approval, that's probably a moment to go, oh, hold on. Because no. I mean, Louise Mensch uh, tweeted me once, right. and, uh, and that was the most disgusting moment. And I'm like, oh, you know how you never reply to you never you never mean to a person and at the men. I had to reply to her seriously. Never fucking retweet me again. You make me sick. I mean, it was just, <laughs> don't not you. And her, thank you. One person, <laughs> bunch of Nazis you have. In it. <laughs> and it was very hopeful because you know her husband. Um, Manages Metallica. It was very close to my heart. No, oh. and she's you know she's kind of like an evil Tory woman. Yeah, she's like a heavy metal yeah. sort of uh, basically logo. Yeah, you know something frightening and 
yeah. terrifying. Metallica should have her basically on all album covers. <laughs> okay. I've got a question for you. Yeah, go on. You ask me your question. Okay, I've got a couple here. Um, I'm glad someone prepared some questions. If you could interview anyone, yeah. would this podcast be better? <laughs> I'm trying to get... I've done 55 of them, so, yeah. you know, I'm getting... And four of them were with me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, no, not, that's not even including the Edinburgh ones. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, better at but it. If you could... If you I could, can't like, say if you, Say I wasn't available tonight. Yeah. And you had everyone's phone number in the world. <laughs> and, and they were all available. Yeah. I know you went straight to me. Yeah. You were actually... Oh, the, don't. Please don't. I tell you For what, the love of God, seriously. I tell you the order? <laughs> Should I tell you the order? Well, I was hoping I was, you wouldn't. I was uh, in this room when I found out that Al was unable to come. Uh, Paul Chowdhury was sitting at the back of the room. Oh, well, that uh, doesn't make me feel so Doing, doing uh, his tech for this thing. So I said to him, are you free? Oh, you are did, you I free think. tonight? <laughs> Just on the off charts. And he said, I've got to go. And <laughs> he said, I'd like to do it, but I've got my laundry in at the laundrette near where I live. Whoa. And uh, it's in the dryer, and if I don't go and get it before nine o'clock, uh, I won't be able to get my clothes back, and those are the only clothes I have. It's a very glamorous world, the comedy world. (laughs) So then I said, well, I'll put you on hold. I'll see if I can get Richard Osman. I think that's how Jason Manfred got to host the Palladium (laughs) Games, because he was the only one free who wasn't doing laundry that (laughs) night. I did say to Paul Chadley, it's not just that you're the the uh, first person I've seen in the room... Because I've also seen Craig and George uh, the, from my crew, yeah. Kinga from my crew, uh, and then I looked at old the old rope listings to see who was on there because that's a Monday yeah. night. Yeah, and of course. So I tweeted Hal Cruttenden and asked him if he could do it, but yeah. he wasn't going to be here in time. That's a shame. I would like to see it. And then uh, I, I was coming down. So. Yeah. And then I thought someone else said Michael Legg went, yeah, I'll do. Someone else said. Yeah, someone else on Twitter said, was "What it, about Michael?" Was Legg? it me too? Or? <laughs> And I said, Michael Egg would probably be all right. He's probably filming. Oh, that Michael Egg. Oh. <laughs> mm. If you uh, were on my new programme, Desert Island Dicks, in which you have to choose your eight favourite Richards. Oh, that's a shame. I'm yeah. someone who's going to be eight favourite penises. I know, that's why I, t- I took you one was, way and then I took really the other. That was really good. Which, what are your eight, which eight Richards would you take on a Desert Island with you? Oh, that's my man. new emergency question. Yeah. And it's really, the question is, can you name eight people called Richard? Do you think it's easy? Richard Clayderman, definitely. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And should we make it that you're not allowed to have any of the Richards who've already been on the island? I don't want anyone's sloppy okay, seconds so on my island. So it has to be, it'll get increasingly want, difficult for me to I don't want to remember. know any Richard that's been near Osman. <laughs> okay. Oh, hang on, Richard Osman. <laughs> you can have Richard Osman because <laughs> he, was he wasn't one of the eight Richards. Right. Uh, uh, can I name Richard Herring? No, I'm I'm the luxury that you I'm the I'm the Bi- I'm the Bible slash Shakespeare or Quran if you're a Muslim. Crang. Uh, okay. Uh, are there any more Richards? I think we're pretty much run out. What's that? Richard Bryce. Richard Ashcroft. I wouldn't have on an island. He wouldn't survive long. Um, don't help him. Richard Attenborough. Has anyone said Richard Attenborough? No, because he's already def- done it, Richard Osmond. So oh, really? Had, had he didn't say Richard Attenborough? No. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have said it unless someone shouted out Richard Attenborough. <laughs> like, probably the most famous man in Britain, and yeah. I couldn't remember his he's, name. He's dead as well. No, he's not. Unless you've just killed him. <laughs> oh, are you waiting to put this isn't out Richard after he's dead? dead? Yeah. Richard Attenborough's dead. 
I'll do that, bro. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm not that impressed now. Yeah, from Jurassic Park. I've, I've got my dicks Bryce's, and my days mixed Bryce's up. Bryce is also dead. I think they have to be alive. Oh, Brian. Don't shout. Don't shout out. Don't shout out. Richard O'Brien's kind of good. That would yeah. be good. I Don't, really like Doc Sitting. So the whole point of the question oh, is, can Michael Legg yeah, think of eight original me, Richards? Stop giving not me Not can hand. Michael Legg and 200 people in an audience. Of course, 200 people with, with Google on are all Google Richards. Oh, Richard Carlyle. Um, do you know who Richard Carlyle is? You don't, because he people. went to school with me and, <laughs> and he, he punched me in the face because I wouldn't shut up about saying his mum was a slag. <laughs> Quite rightly, he punched me in the face. Yeah, so you'd like to be on a desert island with him? Yeah, to say sorry and make him, you know... Would that be saying sorry to have him deserted on, well, on a desert island with you? And I need to to Richard Osman and a, I'm the corpse of Richard Attenborough. <laughs> what more does Carlisle want? I think it would be dangerous taking Richard Attenborough to an island where he's dead. <laughs> you might take a bit of his DNA. Bag of DNA. Brilliant. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. That might, it might not be successful as some of the other emergency questions, but I like it. There's Island Dicks. Um, I'm going to do a little uh, theme tune for it. Here's There's Island Dicks. There's Island Dicks. It's not that kind of dick like you were thinking. It is the other kind of dick, the short name for Richard. Which riches would you take on a desert island? That is what they're asking. <laughs> it's got to last half an hour, so don't say them too fast. Due to rights reasons, we can't play all of these, Richards. <laughs> Two fucking people. <laughs> they're a very hard audience to crack tonight. I've got, a, a, I've got a question for you, okay. uh, Richard. Um, hey, Richard. What was it like being a DJ and working alongside um, uh, John Gaunt yeah. and Justin Lee Collins? Uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. I, well, I didn't actually work alongside them. I did meet... the things. No, I, you were like the Tony <clears throat> Blackburn. I mean, you know, the, the guy that we're pretty sure didn't do anything <laughs> to there. Well, the truth is I got that. I went in for that job. I've not ever told the truth. About this, and I'm going to tell you, Michael. Holy shit! I'm such a good interviewer. Yeah. I was uh, well. I went in for a meeting, and they said we're trying to do this comedy station. It's going to be comedy. We want like a, a, there's a point possibly of me doing a daily show, and I said would well, it be brilliant to do something in England that was like you know John Stewart show, which was properly satirical uh, that we did every day, or at least in the, it was all about doing like really exciting groundbreaking comedy right, as we came in, and and as we came in. That, that seemed to be the remit. They had, to, uh, they had other, at least other comedians were the other, if you count Peacock and Gamble, were, they, uh, were, yeah. the, other, were the other hosts. And then once I started, I saw a list with J Justin Lee Collins. I went, oh, what, what's that? And they go, oh, yeah, he's doing a show. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, which I didn't know about. But I, A, I was contracted for three months, but B, I don't think that if you lived your life by the rules that you'll only appear on a radio station... Uh, you won't appear on a radio station where other people on that radio station have done anything wrong. Yeah. You wouldn't really be able to work on any radio station anywhere in the world. Uh, and so, and I also think, you know, fair enough. He's been to, well, I don't know what, he's served his time, whatever happened for his crime. So he, it's not like he should never be allowed to work again. And it's, I don't have to talk to him or approve of anything he's done. So I carried on doing my show. And then they started booking people like John Gaunt and people from 
made in Essex or whatever it's called. I think. And I think, then I kind of went, I don't really want to be on this radio station anymore. Right. So then my three months was up. So I left. I think the good thing is about you doing FUBAR before you've done anything deeply questionable <laughs> is that you could probably do that now. Yeah. You could probably go off and commit a crime. <laughs> a heinous, violent crime. It's fine. Well, well, I've done FUBAR. Yeah. I've done the worst thing I'm ever going to do. <laughs> it was, uh, but you know, it, so it didn't quite live up to what I thought it was going to be. They sort of changed the remit of this whole station halfway through mm. uh, to be a sort of shock drop thing. But then John Gaunt got, well, he, got, he either got sacked or he walked off or whatever. Got sacked. I don't know what the details are. Uh, I do, all I know is when I went on holiday, John Gaunt had tweeted me about my play not being very successful. Uh, and, uh, in a sort of a chin up, Richard. <laughs> no. With the all in, the way. In a, <laughs> He's getting his fans to pay for his play. And I, because I was on holiday, I didn't reply. But if you're listening, John Gorn, I'm not doing that. I'm paying for the play. Just, just, just waiting for his, <laughs> there he is, he replied. Yeah. In clapping form. Uh, but no, so I did, I'm, and I, to be, John Gorn was the man I thought, I don't want to be on a radio station with John Gorn because well, he's, he's a horrible don't. person. Yeah. Uh, and we used to take the piss out of him in my uh, Bollings and Herring podcast. Oh no, that was you. Yeah, uh, yeah, Collins yeah. and Herring podcast. Oh yeah, do you know what I was thinking about that? Um, I, I tweeted some, uh, I tweeted some, I tweeted the world, I guess, uh, or a very small part of it, um, saying, um, oh, do you know it'd be nice for Christmas? If Collins and Heron came back <laughs> and Precious Little came back yeah. and the Trap Sog cast came back and the Gentleman's Review and like there was a like I mean in a small way a ridiculous amount of very lonely people going that would make us so happy <laughs> so now uh, you two have to get back okay uh, Andrew doesn't and work. listen to that massive cheer you got <laughs> of huge support bringing back Collins Andrew and doesn't want to do it anymore doesn't he? no I was happy to well, do he's it. busy isn't he? Yeah, he's busy. Um, he's script editing. Um, he's been, he does uh, the Radio Times, gives re- film reviews, <laughs> does the Guardian uh, TV. He does him very well. Yeah, he's a very nice. He man. should do the warm up for this. He should. <laughs> if you had to choose between dating a man who was a six foot penis, six foot tall penis, right. or a man who instead it's got a face on his penis that I should say the six foot tall man has got a right. penis oh, yeah, face yeah. I mean if he's a penis but he man, is otherwise a penis yeah he's got like a, his blowholes on the top uh, his blowhole his external meatus is, his herring's eye is on the top mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but otherwise he's a penis yeah but yeah, he's yeah. six foot tall or a man who instead of having a penis has a tiny man who is like a separate personality to him and has different life goals <laughs> and uh, different, very different opinions oh do they argue they, they, maybe they do yeah. maybe it's one maybe the man is like you and the, the yeah. penis is Andrew Lawrence <laughs> and they don't get on it's the original do you know what couple. I'd be worried about I'm worried about what we have in common <laughs> that's what I'd be worried about the, I mean right here's the thing we have to think about this man who has a little man for a penis or a penis that is a little man whatever you want yeah. to say is the little man penis, is it facing him or is it facing away? It's facing him. Oh, Jesus, that poor guy. Otherwise, you look looking at, he'd be looking no, down at his bum all the time and he'd just be, and he'd be folding over, looking, going, oh, and it'd be, then he'd be folding up someone's bum, wouldn't he? Yeah, but I mean. The other way up, he's folded, curled up that way. Well, but what, what, what about when he's masturbating and that poor guy has to look at him? <laughs> you don't know. I mean, it'll just, just be. When you're. 
But when you're masturbating, do you look at your... You don't look at your own penis. I draw a little face a wink, with a wink. <laughs> well, I'm masturbating, mm. generally, from what I remember before when I was a single man. <laughs> you're wanking now, for God's sake. Uh, I would never look at my own penis because that would put me off the... Uh, <laughs> put me off. Because you know all the horrible <laughs> things it knows. So I would never get eye contact. If my, fa- if my penis had a face, I wouldn't have eye contact with it. I right. think if my penis had a face, yeah. I don't think it'd be looking up at me as I was doing that. <laughs> if anything, you know, so- I mean, you're closing your eyes, wouldn't you, to avoid like the, <laughs> the hand coming there. So there's no eye contact. How... Is he going to survive when it, like, a condom goes on? I, well, I think it may be, you know, that a condom may not be. You might have to prick a couple of holes in the condom just so he can breathe like it when you take your rabbit on yeah. a... And that's how you got yourself into this <laughs> incredible mess that you tied yourself in. Uh, but, you know, also, me, I think it would be unpleasant, uh, as much as it would sound to be a wonderful thing to be enveloped yeah. in a massive vagina or anus or mouth, I think that would probably be quite an unpleasant thing to happen. If you were literally, if a big mouth now came in and enveloped you, I think you would find that unpleasant. I think, I think and if a big vagina came in, you'd think, oh, a big vagina, this is interesting. Oh, no, I'm inside it. I'm mm. a bit uncomfortable and claustrophobic. And if a big anus came down... <laughs> and you were inside the anus, I think that would be the worst of the three... You know, ironically, I think that's the best of the three for me, yeah. but if it was me inside it, suddenly my views would change. It's like that um, film, isn't it? Inner Space or whatever. <laughs> it is. It's a bit like the, the Dennis film... Dennis Quaid is injected into an anus or yeah, something. It is. It's a bit like the film Sliding Doors. Yeah, where Gwyneth Paltrow is injected into an anus. <laughs> well, the sliding doors of the anus or vagina. Yeah. They are the... Yeah. They're sliding into... Sliding sliding back doors. We got there. We got there. there. (laughs) Workshop! So which which of the two would you prefer with all that? Well, I suppose the positive about um, going on a date with a man who is a six-foot penis is that if, like, you got on and then your friends met him and then eventually he let you down, it wouldn't be the obvious, oh, God, he's a dick. Because they couldn't say that. Because yeah. they'd be like, well, no, he's a six-foot dick. So they would have to you'd come up with some more interesting phrases. <laughs> oh, he was a t- tool. That's not right. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. They'd just have to work a bit harder in describing yeah. how useless he was. Yeah. It's nice that that's what you think about when you're going on a first date. <laughs> how are my friends going to describe this person when we inevitably break up? <laughs> Well, do you think it's going to go any further than that? <laughs> I don't know. Might do. Don't judge a uh, six-foot penis by the fact that they're a six-foot penis. I've got, all my, de- like I've got all my details on matchforacoupleofweeks.com. <laughs> if you were dying, sadly, what celebrity would you like to stroke your hair as you died? Well, if I was dying sadly... <laughs> uh, if I was dying sadly... Yeah, it would be someone like um, like Tony Arthur from Play okay, Away. Yeah, yeah. Because then that would be very comforting, wouldn't it? It would be really comforting. But if I was dying happily... Yeah. Um, you wouldn't... Well, I might die happily. You wouldn't need someone to stroke your hair if you were happy. 
Maybe that's how I'm dying. Okay. That's, that's why well, I'm you're happy. happy. Okay. Um, so Tony Arthur wouldn't make you happy? Oh, no, just be very comforting while okay. I'm sad. I once did a uh, gig in front of um, Tony Arthur from Playaway. Um, <laughs> the way you say that makes it sound like it wasn't a gig. It's just you yeah. jumped into a lounge yeah. <laughs> naked yeah. and started doing a gig in front of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what was yeah. it pretty much? Um, and I charged her. Yeah. She hated that the most. Um, uh, yeah, I walked out and said, and there she was in the front row, and uh, I couldn't swear. I, autom- I just couldn't wow. swear in front of Tony Arthur, so I had nothing to say. <laughs> but like tonight. Do you know who Tony Arthur is? Not very few people. Yeah, but you clearly fucking hate her. <laughs> yeah. I love Tony Arthur. She used to live around the corner from me in, uh, in Clapham. Oh, really? Yeah. I just bump into her in the street sometimes. Um, uh, Andrew Sex used to live around the corner from me. Did he? Yeah. Who did you used to live around the corner from? <laughs> Ron Moody. Ron Moody used to live next door to me. Did that he? Was a, I've sent him Christmas cards three years in a row. Not one from him. Lionel Bart Moody. used to live in a, above a, 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 a half license near to me, so really? we could get the two of them together. Oh, that would have been brilliant. Yeah, most people in this audience have no idea what we're talking about. Do you know what I reckon that? Um, uh, What's what's his name? Uh, Bedil and the really handsome guy, Robert Newman. Yeah, they've. Um, it's they've sad built... for Frank Skinner, that isn't it? That, uh, <laughs> that was... don't, you th- don't you think Frank Skinner <laughs> thinks he's handsome? It drives me nuts. Every time you see Frank Skinner these days, he's always like, "Stop it! You're not going to get the Bond gig. Fuck off." Anyway, I think I someone's think... a bit jealous about Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, that episode was really good. Then. Anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, I think they're now, uh, Newman and Bedeal, have uh, built a time machine. They're looking at us now and go, I thought of two characters that we should do on our show <laughs> in the 90s of two sad old men talking about things that no one understands. <laughs> and then talking about, that's your mum. <laughs> that's what I like about this podcast. It's eclectic. And uh, have you ever seen a ghost? No, my mum was. Uh, my mum swears blind that she was driven to church once by God. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, no, thing is, thing is, what I find very interesting about this is, um, in my hometown of Newton Orange, you'd never get a taxi because they're always run by paramilitaries, and you don't know which paramilitary. You, I mean, you don't want to give money to any paramilitary. But which side is God on that he's going to give a taxi ride to my mum? You know, it's well, no, she, she, she swears by it that she's... Um, well, did he say he was God or did yeah, she just... Yeah, he said he was God. Yeah. And, uh, and my mum said, well, God, I'm very tired. I can't go to church. And go, no, Clap, we're going to go to church. Oh, God. All right, then. I mean, thanks for making everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. Most of it's really nice. <laughs> and uh, and then whenever God dropped her off at church, she went into the church, and there was only one woman in the church, and it was some Catholic festival of depression, <laughs> and uh, and where there always had to be one miserable old fuck in the church, and uh, the woman saw my mom went, oh thank goodness you're here, I've been here for four hours waiting for another person. It's like tag misery in Catholicism, <laughs> and my mum tagged her out and I don't know she was there for a month or something <laughs> do you think it's irresponsible of God not to just come down and settle the Northern Ireland Ireland Catholic versus Protestant question once for all 
Yeah. He could just come down and say, couldn't he? Yeah. But it would be now, he's left it so late, it would be quite embarrassing. Because then half the people are going to be quite but pissed he's, off with he's, him. He's basically doing what you do on, on a bigger scale. Like He's basically what, making pod- a podcast playing snooker with himself. <laughs> he doesn't know who's going to win. Yeah. He doesn't really care. He's just fucking about. Yeah. While his wife thinks he's having a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a baby so I have someone to talk to? <laughs> well, all right. She really doesn't like the snooker podcast. No, I know. I've only listened to it once and I can't listen to it. I can't. And I love, I love everything you do. I can't listen to it. It's, it's the too best scary. Thing. It's not. It's not. It's like you've, you've Look, that man's got a T-shirt of it. How, what? What better advert could there be for how good it is? A man has bought a T-shirt of it, so it must be good. Did right? you buy a T-shirt? Did you make it? You bought it. But well, you can buy those online. Va- oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> we sold one of them. <laughs> that, it's worth a lot of money. That you podcast. should sell. It's worth a lot of money. And, that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> It's, it's a great experiment. There's a, the, the latest episode. I'm going to do another one this week because I haven't yeah, done it for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're dying to find People out what happens are, next. Yeah. The last one, though, my wife came home unexpectedly and found me doing it. And then she came downstairs and she said, oh, she was with her friend. She was with her friend and their friend's daughter. And they wanted to come down and watch Frozen. And I was, I was in the TV room. And she came down the stairs and she said, are you playing snooker? <laughs> and if you, I think I haven't listened back to it, but I think people would listen to it and just assume we set that up and she'd come down and, and I said, just sound as pissed off as you must. <laughs> sound as if you're really pissed off and you think I'm mentally ill. <laughs> and they thought, actually, a really good job of making... But it's Jen, that really happened. And I, and I hear the door and I go... <laughs> Because they told me they were going to the park, but they were actually just going to Shepherd's Push Green, which is not the park. But you know the park's now, miles away, so I thought I had loads of time. But you know now what this podcast is, your actual podcast, written in Leicester Square Theatre podcast, has now become, it's the after podcast. <laughs> it's, but, like, it's like the Game of Thrones post-show <laughs> show on is. telly. That's where we discuss me one person. Yeah, we should two. have one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's just you dis- disagreeing with yourself. Yeah. But my wife thinks it's uh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And embarrassing and yeah. the worst thing I've done. Yeah. I think it's quite good. Uh, I, think, I genuinely think it's the best thing I've done. But you've only listened to one, so you know, how would you know? It's, it's, like, uh, it's like The Wire. I just couldn't get into it after that one. I, yeah. just, I didn't understand the references, <laughs> the culture. Didn't get it. No. Didn't get it. Don't, don't understand you and your drugs. Do you, this is an emergency question. I actually misread it. I'm going to ask you the misreading. I don't think I've ever asked it. Do you have a favourite tower? <laughs> I think that's quite a good emergency question. Yeah, that's a really good emergency question. I quite like Scrabo Tower. Okay. doesn't get enough press, Scrabo Tower. A couple of fans I, of Scrabo that's it. Tower. I'm just going to leave that there. Okay. Scrabo Tower is a tower in my hometown of Newton Arts. Okay. Newton Arts is the name of a place and not it's just Newton a rumble. <laughs> Newton Irons. No, it's Newton Arts here. Okay. When you're. It sounds Newton like Arts someone taking the piss out of the, out of the idea of Northern Ireland. I thought that's what you were saying. I'm from Nunny. I'm from. Hey, in. Hey, Nunny. Well, that's. Nunny. I'm from Nunny. In Nunny. 
It's my uh, Northern Irish accent there. And somehow those peace talks just break down. <laughs> my birthday is July the 12th. I know, you cunt. My favourite colour is orange. Um, and I like having stones thrown at me you, over a big wall. When you die, my mum will piss on your grave. <laughs> I can't help when I was born all my favourite colour. Well, you could change it. You, know, you could be like Russell Kane and change your date of birth. <laughs> He's 34, it says so on Wikipedia. Though it does then say, say citation needed. After. Um, he can't be that much older than that, can he? Um, let me ask you a very good question um, about that being Michael Legg. I asked you all the Al Murray questions backstage, so we can't do that. Uh, it's filled up a bit more of the, of the book, which is good. Um, you do a show called Pointless Anger. Should have got you on with uh, old Robin Richard X. Osman from Pointless Anger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should have. How do you... Do you uh, backstage, when you met Richard Osman, mm -hmm. you sort of said, oh, nice to meet you, as if you'd never met before, but that if you had some connection... Well, Some we, kind. You know, everyone knows one another on Twitter. So you've been talking to on Twitter. Talking on Twitter. What do? You, what have you been talking about on Twitter? I said um, <laughs> it was really brilliant the way you did that on Pointless. The other day, Richard. <laughs> it was really good. I like the way you. Um, uh, I like the way you guys looked at one another and smiled. Why don't you just fuck? Uh, that's basically <laughs> what I did. Okay. I wrote a very long blog once about those two, and I, d I think they should just bang. Yeah. They should just get it the hell over with. Be nice. No one agrees. There's no way known that they haven't. A lot of people agree because I've been to Dirty Britcom Confessions and a lot of oh, people really? want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people want to see that. Yeah. Uh, so how is your how is working with Robin Ince and doing Pointless Anger? Uh, What's that all about? It's always, always, always great to work with Robin and then shit. Um, it's, it's <laughs> there's always one day where we really fall out. Right. Yeah. There's, there was a really great day in Edinburgh during the Fringe in August. Uh, where we um, completely fell out and uh, the next day he bought me four presents. <laughs> I honestly, I felt like, I felt like Tina Turner. I was like, oh God, no, I'm not coming back to you. Ike. Come on, baby. Come on back to Ike. No, Ike, I'm not coming back. But he wooed me back. Oh. It's fun though. You just get angry. Is it literally things you've been angry about it's, uh, it's on that day? Or on that day, on the way to the gig... Uh, during the gig, things that have happened during the gig. We ask people what they're angry about, when, and uh, and generally we agree with them, unless it's something like, "Well, tell you what, I don't want to go. What's happening in the uh, Premier League at the moment?" We go, we don't know what that means. As soon as sport comes up, we go, "No, we can't, we can't help it." But generally, uh, everyone in the room is angry, and we're angry, and it's it's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely. Well, Does that, kind of thing that cricket says all we need to know. Once you bring up the topic of Robin Ince, the interest fucking wanes. It's a fantastic heckle. Really good heckle. Uh, really if you could make a sort of tumbleweed Do you know what? Effect. Yeah. This is so boring, I'd rather drag Louisiana to the cake. Wow, that was pretty amazing. It was. I got the other day. I got angry about a man uh, playing his music on his phone. I talked about this in the other mm -hmm. podcast, but like in the train, so yeah. he's playing his music at the speakers on his phone, which happens quite a lot with kids. Yes, yeah. but then not so often with grown ups. Yeah, 
And it's a bit of an odd thing to do. And it puts everyone in a very of fright- frightening position because you think he's only doing that in order that someone will say, can you not do that? And then he'll yeah. punch them in the face. Yeah, I often... Uh, and Listen, don't do this. But I often, um, if someone is doing that, I sit beside them and go, that is amazing. <laughs> what, what, who is it? Who is it? And I ask you, can you tape that for me? <laughs> can you send me a tape? I'll give you mine. Can you send me a tape of that? Who is that? What else have they done? And then I sing along. Um, I've also, whenever someone's did it, I started reading out my book aloud at them. Yeah. It's fun. And have you, been, have you been assaulted as a result of any of these? No, I think, I think the closest I, closest I came to, uh, I thought I was going to get hit, was um, a man, uh, he, he was opening up a, a carton of Ribena. He was a huge guy. And he was drinking Ribena, right? And he took, you know, the little straw that stuck to the side of the Ribena, yeah. he took the wrapper off the straw and then threw the wrapper on the ground uh, while we were on the train. And I just looked at him and went, really? Just going to drop that there? And he was a big man. A big man with Ribena. <laughs> I don't think he was tooth kind. He... So I said, really, you're just going to leave that there? And he went, what the fuck's it got to do with you? And I went, well, you know what? There's a bin over there. You could have just put it in the bin. I went, you want to fuck you. I'm not going to put it in the fucking bin. Do whatever the fuck I want. And then I just went, of course you'll do whatever the fuck you want. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Then his girlfriend laughed. That made him (laughs) really... That made him really angry. And that's when he turned to me and went, go away or I will punch your fucking head in. (laughs) And it is the most, it's the scariest, most threatening non-threat of all time. (laughs) I thought he was really going to punch me. But you must, I must have told you that story about um, someone playing music really loudly on a train. And I asked him, I asked her to turn it down. She was probably about 18 years old and she was listening to music just coming out of her phone. And uh, it was on the train. And she was uh, in a wheelchair, and I asked her to turn the music down, to which she replied, no, like that, in that, in that teenage way that all teenagers have every right to have, they're teenagers, no. Uh, so then I stood up, walked over to her and went, well, you've been really rude, I don't want to hear your music, no one wants to hear your music, so please turn that off, turn it on, please turn it off now. Then there's incredibly large man stood and went leave her the fuck alone step away leave her and I just went what I think she can speak for herself who the hell are you who the hell are you are you her lawyer and he said no I'm her care assistant mm-hmm. alright <laughs> <laughs> now I'm the villain okay so he was big and I sat down but you know that you know that oh, I have to be a coward now because I'm going to get my head kicked in but you know that moment once you sit down and then everything bubbles up and you go no, no, no. Oh, God, I'm so Michael Douglas right now. I've got to burn a fucking hair drop. And that's when I got my phone out, took the earphones out, pressed play, and then pointed the phone right at her. Turned up the volume as loud as it could go, and people were standing up and just, leave her alone. I'm like, no, I will switch it off when she switches it off. They go, Leave her alone. She's in a wheelchair. What are you talking about? How dare you? Look at you. you all you see is the disability. I see a dick. 
and I just went, nah, 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 and just blasted it, and people got sit down, you'd stop it, stop it, and eventually I had to sort of cower and switch it off. But you'll be delighted to know if I have not told you this before, I was listening to the Collins and Heron podcast. <laughs> That's yeah. probably what made people very angry, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so much. Yeah. We like answer me this! Yeah. Sit down! She was just brought a man shouting, bumming, bum, 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 bumming! Yeah. And you're pointing that at disabled. Yeah. <laughs> right bumming. in your face, your mum's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. I think, well, you're very brave to do it. I don't get as angry. I mean, I get angry, but I, I don't... I don't. It doesn't come out in the same way. Maybe, maybe it'll just all come out at once at some point. Um, someone um, recently, it was in January in fact, someone uh, uh, threatened me on a plane. <laughs> um, he said I was rude. I wasn't rude. I was just walking. And he went, yeah, you just walked in my way. And I went, I actually didn't. You were way ahead of me. And then you pushed into me. It was you that pushed into me. And he went, shut up. And I went, no. And he went, you better shut up or I'll punch your face. And I'm like, no, you won't. It's a really weird response there. He said, no, you won't. No, you won't. And he went, what? He hadn't thought about, no, you won't. <laughs> Because I was right, he wasn't going to. He went, no, you won't. He went, what do you mean? He went, we're in an airport. You're fucked, mate. <laughs> Punch me. I mean, you're fucked. <laughs> All I'm saying is, pick your place. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, thought, I, I did. I used to have a temper, and I sometimes got into like arguments. I got into an argument with the guy, similar thing over that, with like a tube. So I was standing waiting for a tube, and then the tube door kind of was slightly further over than the guy had anticipated, and so he moved to come in and got in my way and we sort of jostled and then we argued about who had got yeah. in each other's way and had a bit of a shout and I called him a cunt, I think. But then you're in a tube... <laughs> you're then standing in a tube sort of quite near each other for another ten minutes. So you just have to sort of go... And I had a brilliant <laughs> moment on the tube of feeling awkward. Um, I was on my way to a gig. It was just a few months ago. I was on my way to a gig and I was utterly depressed because I had to go away for a weekend, like two days of my life, and I was depressed about it. And I had to go through, like, you know, all the, you know, down into the tube station and I had to get to the other tube station and I had to get to a train station and I had to get to a train and go to, I don't know, wherever it was in the middle of nowhere for a weekend. I was, like, depressed. It was really sad and meh. And when uh, I was waiting for the tube and the doors opened for the tube and in there was Margaret K. Warren-Smith, who's a friend of ours, and I love Margaret to pieces. She's, she's fantastic. Uh, I was so happy to see Margaret uh, and even more happy whenever I saw her with her finger right up her nose, <laughs> picking away. And I went, ah! I ran over to her and went, get that out of there! And whacked her in the hand and really laughed hard and then looked up and it wasn't Margaret. <laughs> And my response wasn't, sorry, I was in hysterics of laughter. <laughs> because it was the closest to an out-of-body experience I'll ever get. I saw me do it and I was going, ah, <laughs> you dick. And I heard the doors close. It's like, I just hit a woman. And now I have to stand here beside her. Luckily, she was very understanding. She started to laugh because she saw me breaking down in front of her. So, oh, that's nice. This, this man's having a breakdown. So. Obviously, I've seen Margaret since and I have yeah. hit her. <laughs> um, so, let me ask you this question now. 
going quite. It was picked up a bit. It was going started badly. And now it's going all right. Yeah, no, but definitely reference it. But uh, but I think because it just took a long time for people. People were just furious at the beginning yeah. that you weren't Al Murray, and it, yeah. it was, it's amazing that you've. You've managed to pull that back. Well, my right-wing material about hitting women. (laughs) Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at uh, the wrong side. That's why it was taking me so long. I was thinking, what's all this Jesus I have promised rubbish? Uh, Do you have any unusual phobias? Um. Oh yeah. Oh, see. Oh yeah. I'm. Well, I don't know if it's unusual. I'm terrified of the sea. The sea. Terrified of it. Uh, I'm, uh, well, I'm, my parents took me to see Jaws when I was six, yeah. which probably means nothing to you because you're very young, <laughs> but I'm very old, and uh, when Jaws came out, I was six, and I uh, went to see it uh, with my parents, and I freaked out, <laughs> quite rightly, uh, so I, I'm, I've been terrified, I'm, and apparently there's lots of men my age who were terrified of the sea, right. and I've, uh, I've, I've, believe it or not, I've had relationships <laughs> Shall we end it there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, my partners have said to me, like, we should go on holiday. I'm going to cure you of this phobia. Nope. It just ends in screaming. <laughs> I was in a pedalo shaped like a swan with a girlfriend screaming, you fucking bitch, get me back to the beach. <laughs> How about if you're on water, that, like on the river? Is that fine, okay? Fine, fine. Uh, there was no, like, the saline for the trout. Is it the, is it the saline element that's the extra? No, I'll be honest with you, it's the, the big great the white shark killing me. Yeah, but there aren't any of those in, like, Western Superman. Oh, God, listen to you. Why do people do that? There's no shark. In, what? There's not one lost shark. No. And the, you know the other thing is? Dolphins don't harm any... What, there's not one dolphin that has gone, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm going to kick someone's ass. <laughs> I went in a little boat once, and I was with, again, was with a girlfriend, I went in a boat in, um, in Florida. She said, oh, you're going to like it, dear. You know, it's, it's really nice. I'm like, well, you know about my phobia. Said, yeah, yeah, it's fine here. I was like, mm. And then I just saw this fin pop out and into the water. I went, shit! Uh, don't worry, it's just a dolphin, and I started killing her <laughs> with an oar. <laughs> it's a lovely day out. Oh, so you can't go if you just wanted to go on holiday and sit on a beach. Would you be terrified of the sea no, lapping? So if you're in the sea, I've been on uh, some of the most beautiful beaches in the world yeah. and not set foot in the sea. But you know, like a shark could jump out of the sea onto the beach and eat you there. Yeah, but that's how brave I am. <laughs> I'm willing to take that risk. Okay. Have you got a phobia? No, I'm not afraid of anything. Really? Yeah. What's about dinosaurs? Oh, I'll tell you what, I, I am, I'll tell you my, I do have a phobia. Yeah? Polystyrene. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like polystyrene being rubbed against Did you go to see a film about polystyrene <laughs> when you were six? Yeah. <laughs> I went to see Jaws, yeah. and I realised the shark was made out of polystyrene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's, uh, it's mainly the sound. And once the uh, journalist, uh, Tracy McLeod, who I was working with, who's quite serious, she was on Newsnight and stuff, she, knowing of my phobia, hid behind a car with two pieces of polystyrene <laughs> and then jumped out going... 
Which, yeah, I thought was irresponsible. <laughs> I'm like, but it makes me so angry that I, I kind of slightly lose control of myself as well. So like, I like sort of like the Incredible Hulk, but with yeah. polys- polystyrene and just be going, don't do that. Yeah. Ah. So that much like the you Incredible Hulk. You wouldn't like me when I cringe a bit. <laughs> <laughs> don't like that. It's an nasty sound. So don't, do, don't use that knowledge against me. Nope. Like Tracy McLeod did, or any of the people listening, because I will punch you in the face. Like a Michael Leg. it's the only thing uh, that gets me. What is the closest you have come, apart from tonight, to dying? Well, this exact second. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, okay. yeah. This exact second is the closest I've come to so dying. Far, now this one. And now this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. Have you ever had a near-death experience? I'll rephrase it. Um, probably, we probably had billions, though, haven't we, that we haven't noticed? Yeah. Like, you know, probably like... Like a car nearly hit us or something. Or like, who knows what's happened outside there? Yeah. We don't know what's going on. Could Absolutely. be the zombie apocalypse. Maybe we are the near-death experience. <laughs> Maybe we are. Do you think if there was a zombie apocalypse, a zombie apocalypse, a zombie. Well, yeah, outside, and this were the only unaffected people, mm-hmm. and we had to repopulate the world yeah. with these people, do you think it would be worth bothering? <laughs> got his Me Too t-shirt on. If <laughs> yes. you had your Me One t-shirt on, that might be worth yeah. it. I don't think there'd be much competition for who would be mating. That's the good... I mean, if we, it, if the, it's the one afterlife scenario or after a zombie apocalypse yeah. scenario where you and me might have a chance of actually impregnating some women. <laughs> I, think I think you have be... had the chance to impregnate a woman. Have you forgotten? Not in a, not in a zombie apocalypse. Though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If we had to create the human race from this... I reckon I'd be in with a good shot of being the, guy, the bloke in the Survivors who decides he's going to have sex with all the women that I was talking about with Mark Gatiss the other week, as you'll know. So I know you're a big fan of the podcast. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Uh, I don't, but, uh, don't what I'm saying is there's a lot of ugly men in the room. Is what, that's, yeah, what, yeah, that's, yeah. What I'm, that's what I'm going but, uh, for. There's also a lot of, uh, lot of um, attractive women here who um, wanted to meet Al Murray. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ooh, not as many as I thought. Al Murray has one thing. Stoofer's got more things on Britcom Media Confessions than Al Murray. Stoofer? The Stoofer, the cat from uh, Harry Hill. <laughs> what about those two crows you've got from <laughs> Fist of Fun? I haven't looked them up, actually. No. Someone should do them. I think uh, Pliny is quite sexy. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Not Stuart Lee, Pliny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of his devil-may-care attitude. I watched one there. Oh, he has got an attitude, he just, you know, But he's sort of like very persistently yeah. about doing his crow puns. Yeah. And there's one I'd forgotten about that someone forwarded the other day where the Histor, the man running Histor, yeah. me, that guy. the character I was playing, uh-huh. uh, gets annoyed with Pliny and goes off. And then Pliny does a really good, like, proper history lesson with real politics in it. And then Histor comes back and says, all right, I'll give you one more chance. And then Pliny starts doing egg yeah. puns again. And I quite like that about Pliny, that he's, yeah, he has. That he's underneath it all, he's, uh, he's the clever one of the two. Yeah, but he just, very, very just, subtle that, isn't yeah, it? Very subtle. That's not at all the way a lot of other double acts work. <laughs> not, they aren't crows though, are they? Except for me and Robin Ince, I'd say yeah. we're, we're the totally unique double act. You know that the double act, one thinks they're smart and the other yeah. one's... He thinks the other one's stupid, but yeah. actually it's a stupid one smart. I, I am thick, and, <laughs> and he is actually very clever. But, yeah. well, no, I mean book clever. 
Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't a fucking clue about life or conversation. If, if, if Intellectuals and Idiots became a real programme, mm. you'd be on the Idiots team and he'd be on the Intellectuals team. Yeah. And then we would discover who was best in a zombie apocalypse. That's, what, that's how it would work. It's a great idea. Richard Osman's a prick. <laughs> just, he was shooting down all of my ideas. He wasn't even listening to them properly. Wow. Just, I hate just, him. He just decided he was going to have a go at me. That's all that happened. <laughs> He had that Kelvin McKenzie on his telly show. He the did, other day. yeah. He yeah. was embarrassed about it, though. Yeah, I don't think he was embarrassed enough. I think he's worse than Andrew Lawrence. <laughs> he tweeted people. He, the thing is, he, they generally don't know that you're gonna who's the guests are. Because Al Murray dropped out. Well, that's different. Oh, because Al Murray dropped out of this. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not he confuse us. He wouldn't be on with. <laughs> he wouldn't be on with Al Murray. So no. Uh, Al Murray's a very yeah, nice guy. I've been, yeah, he's been, a lovely man. Been, you know, in many ways, I wish I was talking to him now. <laughs> I've got his number. Do you want me to ring him? Yeah, let's give him a ring. See how things are getting on. He's probably not be in the mood to talk just at the moment. If... <laughs> um, were you ever rude to a celebrity as a child? Um, in a cocky, unpleasant way, like I was to I Ted Rogers. Do you know what? As a child, I, I was obsessed. With, I, what, I don't know why this has popped into my head. I've never thought about this in years. I just was obsessed with phoning up local celebrities. <laughs> like, is that how fucking weird is that? I used to phone up, like, um, news readers from, uh, from uh, you know, Ulster TV and speak to them. <laughs> I was like, I was almost forcing, like, the operation you treat on them. <laughs> Never see it from the other way around, do you? <laughs> Little prick tease I was. Falling <laughs> up WD Flax. No one. WD yeah. Flax. <laughs> yeah, he was a newsreader. Yeah, cartoon newsreader. Here I am. Yeah. WD Flax. Yeah. I'm a massive. That's Puffin. Weird. That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. What have you been rude to? Um, I was rude to the man who was the little kid's dad in George and Mildred. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Because I went up to him and uh, my mum just said, "Look, it's him from George and Mildred." And I went up and went, "Can I have your autograph?" And then and he went, "Oh yeah." And I went, "Oh no," because I thought it was George. <laughs> And then I looked at him and went, no, I don't care about you. You're often quite rude in the programme. Whereas George is a very nice man. <laughs> you should look, check out, there's a brilliant Saturday Night Live sketch uh, where they've got Robert De Niro and they've got a little, one of their cats is playing a little kid going to see, going to the set of Meet the Fuckers. And he goes, uh, this, is the, this is the makeup guy from Meet the What, the actual one, the real one? Oh, this is the camera. What, no, the real, the real camera. And then Robert De Niro comes in and the kid's just going, yeah. And he goes, this is Robert De Niro. Yeah, hi. He does, Robert did it. It's very good. You've got to watch it. Uh, it's uh, just it's a little Google recommend. It's the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then he says, um, he, uh, this, is, this is my script assistant. He helps me choose the scripts. And then the kid goes, where was he going to analyse that? <laughs> <laughs> it's really... But then to front out to Robert De Niro and actually do it. Yeah. It's fucking very good. Uh, well, yeah, I, well, I, I was, still I, think fronting out to that man from George and Mildred who was George. Good. It's pretty and that was face. real. I've just thought of one that I was rude to. Do you remember oh, yeah. uh, Murphy's Mob? The, uh, who remembers Murphy's Mob? 
Everywhere you go, everything you see. Someone's. I found. I found the. Uh, it's the. It's the Google oh, whack. Yeah. Uh, but one. No. In fact, nobody. Does anyone remember Murphy's Mob? Yeah. yeah okay. It's not them. Yeah. Join with me. Everywhere you go, everything you see. Someone say you know it's a tragedy. Find another place, cause you can't play here. Can't, I don't know what the, I never, me and Phil Fry could never work out what the next line was we thought it was spreading all your nits about but I don't think it was that we, I think it was we don't want any kids around here because you know it's going to be a fucking how does Peter Kay do this and then the audience are going nuts it's going to be alright it was sung by Gary Hold and that Gary who was in Alfida's Aim Pet and who died oh yeah and he, he died yeah but he sang the theme tune, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then in that show was a character called Who Remembers Wurzel? <laughs> from, uh, from Murphy's Mob. Anyone? Oh, uh, there was <laughs> And when I went on Camp America, um, uh-huh. and we were in the bus in New York, Wurzel from <laughs> Murphy's Mob was there as well, in front. And Brilliant. then uh, I went, hey, wake up. Uh, but I was really impressed, really. As with all the, yeah. all the celebrities I took the piss out of. But then he was actually, uh, then he was at university with me as well. And I met him at university as well. And then I, but he didn't remember me from oh, <laughs> I never told him it was me going, hey. Yeah, you don't want to. Wank, wanker. Murphy's mob, wanker. Really, no one remembers worse. No one in this room remembers uh, being called wanker by him. (laughs) He was called Lewis Stevens, I think, because there was like a there was already someone called Stephen Lewis from uh, from uh, on the buses, right? Come on, what's going on? It is. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to do that. I can't believe what's happened to this audience. Used to be. Used to be like they used to be like the Borg, one mind that you could yeah. say anything to them, they'd know the answer to everything. And then this show's become successful and commercial. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then the wrong kind of audience are coming along. You yeah. don't. You talk about Wurzel from Murphy's Mob, and they look at you like you've gone insane and invented a children's television program. And uh, in fact, when you're in New York, you were what? shouting at an empty seat with this uh, mop on it or something. We did not get Murphy's Mob in Northern Ireland. Oh, man, it was great. We were busy tell you being the theme... in Murphy's Mob. I tell, you, I tell you how the theme tune went. Everywhere you go, everything you see. Is, um, it was about a mob. Murphy was the yeah, head of the mob. Right. I think it was something to do with football. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. More and more people are remembering it now. That's the problem with most observational comedians who do this nostalgia stuff yeah. is they go for the too easy stuff really that everyone knows straight away but yeah. if you really mine away at something that no one's got eventually everyone remembers it I think if I do this for another hour everyone will <laughs> say they remember Murphy's Mob and will sing that song along with me just to stop it I'm going to keep singing it until everybody everywhere you go everything you see some say no it's a tragedy Quite punky, isn't it? That's Do you know what? Last night, I, me and a friend uh, burst into. Um, Do you remember the piece of music that came on whenever ITV came back after the strike? You were talking about the strike earlier. I was. Maybe got. Oh fucking hell! We were talking about that last night. We both just went. Welcome, welcome, welcome home to ITV. <laughs> well, yeah. No one should know that. <laughs> there shouldn't be two people on this planet that should remember that. I'd, I'd forgotten it, but now I remember it. Oh, there you go. It's great, isn't it? it is. Now, the thing is, I, I haven't been, been that rude as a child. I was actually quite a, a, a rude adult, but I was quite a nice child. But uh, it's one of my proudest moments. It was three separate moments, really. But I have been told to fuck off. 
by all three members of REM. <laughs> I actually go, can go one further. I've been told to fuck off by two of REM, but I've been told to fuck off motherfucker wow. by another one. Mike Mills, you wouldn't have thought that. Really? He was the one who gave Yeah. yeah. Tough time. Yeah, and he, and he was the one I was being nice to. The other two I've met, well, I was being a bit of a drunken cunt to. But I was being nice to him, and he went, fuck off, motherfucker. What did you, what, what, how were your, how was your night? Because I think what you think is nice yeah. might not be that nice. Like, you know, do you think it's nice to hold up your phone to a woman in a wheelchair until yeah. she turns off her phone? I just said, look, was I've, it like um, that? You know, I just, <laughs> I just said, look, I've made this um, dead sheep look like you. <laughs> No, I just said, hey, you're very good at playing the bass and I like R.E.M. <laughs> to which he replied, fuck off, motherfucker. Yeah. Fair enough. And what did you do to the other two? Michael Stipe um, and the other one. I went up to Peter Button uh, Bar- at a gig, at uh, a soft boys gig. You know the soft boys? We all know the soft boys. Um, remember Murphy's Mob? Yeah. Everywhere you go, everything you, you see. Yeah, By the soft know, boys, that was one of their songs. And, uh, and I kept going, you should go up and play with them, mate. You should go up and go, ha, ah, yeah. No, you should. You fucking should. Should. Peter, do it! Do it! And then eventually went, fuck off! And I yeah, that did, like as I was told. Yeah. But the other time, uh, I was out having a romantic Valentine's meal. And I was trying to be romantic with the, my, my romantic partner, uh, Jude Vance. And uh, I was saying a romantic thing. And in the middle of this romantic thing, I saw Michael Stipe sitting on his own in this restaurant. I went, Fucking hell, it's Michael Stipe! <laughs> to which he got up and left and went, fuck off. Just left. Good. Leave Michael Stipe alone when he's well, eating alone in the restaurant. I very happy to see Michael Stipe. Really? Really? I saw the bloke from... I saw Kevin from Egghead so let's eating alone in a, in a Pizza Express. Oh, seriously, seriously. I saw Ant and Deck, right? <laughs> yeah. Ant and Deck. I uh, actually saw um, Ant on his own, sitting in the window of a cafe, right? I went, oh, look, it's Ant. Oh, look, there's Ant being Ant, sitting there on his own. Ah, they're not that friendly, it's just Ant. And then Deck appeared with two plates. (laughs) Two sandwich on each plate, the sandwich is cut in half. He put the two plates down and then took one half sandwich from one plate, one half from the other, and swapped them round. So they had happy... God almighty! cynicism <laughs> it's impressive that they like each other so much after they've oh, worked together for so long w- w- they both have stuff on one another don't they <laughs> they both know they're well. very nice young boys well apparently or they're playing the long game <laughs> they were in uh, Fist of Fun I was in Ant and Dec's, uh, TV show with yeah. me and Stuart Lee you can find this on YouTube if you really search for it we played policeman in a sketch because they did our show so we did their show we played policeman Anton Deck unzipped or something it was called it was before they it might have been called PJ and I don't know I think they'd become Anton Deck by then uh, and uh, yeah we had to come in and go you're nicked and stuff like that it's pretty bad it's good it's, I, I've made it sound better than it was I, I like you and Stuart as Cybermen yeah we were that in the yeah. real time that was really good thank you yeah, very good. Well, I wasn't a Cyberman. I, no, he- I had my head crushed by a Cyberman. I've been in Doctor Who. Audio Adventures. Audio Adventures. <laughs> With Colin. It's still very good. Colin Baker. 
Colin Baker, who I've upset by saying by writing in a new Metro article that he was the worst Doctor Who. Oh, for fuck's sake! Don't make fun of Colin it Baker. Wasn't, it was a very much throwaway aside. Well, but he he, but he, he reads he knows everything. He does, but, you know. Once someone says anything bad about him, he just knows it. He feels it. He does, and he won't ever let it go. He said, "That's another person I have." To, he said, "That's another person I have to avoid at conventions." I thought, "You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be okay on that score." On I should try and get him on this. I think yeah. he might not come on because he's got a long memory. Colin Baker never forgets. That's what they say, yeah. ironically, because everyone always forgets. <laughs> Not everyone. Not everyone. Not everyone. I saw, I saw Kevin from Eggheads eating in Pizza Express genuinely with a quiz book on his own. Who? Kevin from, is it, is it his name? Kevin from Eggheads? The, the, and then I saw CJ from Eggheads in the motorway. I wanted to talk to Richard Osmond about this. We were talking about it backstage. I forgot to talk about it because I, I wanted to whip up some Eggheads versus pointless controversy because Eggheads is shit. <laughs> Am I right? And pointless is great. Am I right? Okay, the, I, I, I can't beat this. The audience have got Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, it's, uh, I, I saw Emo Phillips buying dildos <laughs> for sex <laughs> And he thought he was safe through my complicity <laughs> that you wouldn't, this would never get out. Because well, I, mean, to I didn't you know him. I just saw him. I wonder what Emo Phillips gets up to. <laughs> Went into a sex shop and I'm following Emo Phillips. <laughs> he buys bags of dildos. Are you sure, though? Because you may remember what happened with Margaret K. Smith. You're going yeah. around, some bloke who looks a bit like Emo Phillips has bought some dildos, and suddenly that becomes, ooh, slap those out of you. We'll get you buying dildos, Emo Phillips. Get those out of you. <laughs> oh, sorry, you're not Emo Phillips. Sorry, you oh, God, you're Margaret K. Smith. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, we know we've gone on for a long time. And, oh God! Uh, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. When this edits down, it'll be a good. Sh- what no. we don't, we, we never edit it down. What? Oh, shit. Uh, so uh, great thing is, you never ever have to listen to this. <laughs> what a relief! It's been really good. It's been genuinely really good. Thank you. We're very both much very self-deprecating. Not young having men. enough friends. Yeah. Thank You're you. My, you were number three on the list, and one of the people was in the room. So you were the second person, really, that I thought of. Well, that's, that's really, really nice. And, and I, uh, I love your podcast. Thank you. I, yeah, I love that one you used to do that was like the one we used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, the cover of yours. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Where there was two Andrew Collins. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of just turned into... Uh, Usually, this is like me talking to a really famous person, mm. and now it's just I might two be famous one day. Well, hopefully, but yeah. for this audience here now, it's just two blokes talking, <laughs> which you could just go into a pub and see this <laughs> anywhere I, I, at this standard, I think, as well. Yeah. So it's kind of odd to have us placed on stage and people staring at us for the I entire th- conversation as well. I think this is what theatre is all about. <laughs> Ooh, look how Beckett we are. <laughs> What's going to happen? Nothing so far. That's what it's about. <laughs> Nothing. It could be. Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, sorry. It oh, fuck off. There's uh, no way. Sorry it wasn't Al Murray. But, you know, in a way... In a way... No, I can't pull it off. In, uh, a, way, so, uh, in a way, aren't we all sorry it wasn't Al Murray? <laughs> 
Al Murray might be on a future show. Let's take... Yeah, let's take that. Or maybe you can't make it. Yeah. And I'll interview him. You could do that. That would be nice. I've or, got some great questions. Or what we might do is just... I'll cancel all the other guests I've got booked in and you can come back again like as a double rollover that next week. That would be brilliant. This is of, a bit... Maybe you are doing Me One, Me Two. <laughs> if I was Dave Gorman, it really would be. It would be insane. It looks a bit like Dave Gorman, right? Yeah, did you? If I said it's Dave Gorman, someone said no. Yeah. Uh, if I brought, if I'd said it's Dave Gorman, how many people would have believed it was Dave Gorman? No, none. none. No. I reckon we could have pulled it off. Thank you. <laughs> I just want it to be before we finish, just totally silent. Yeah. Uh, it's a little moment's remembrance for uh, Slimer from Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. We died today. <laughs> Did he die today? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Didn't Slimer die a long time ago <laughs> and then become a ghost? Yeah, but the ghost died today. Okay. Have you ever seen a ghost? No. <laughs> I don't think they exist. I'm with Richard Osman on that. <laughs> I've seen Ghostbusters, the film Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think I'm going hysterical. <laughs> I think we might just get to the point where, you know, like, just repeating the Look, joke pointless. If uh, we're going to end, and let's yeah. face it, we need to end this. Oh. Can we have oh. one more oh. sing-along <laughs> of Murphy's Mob? That would be too yeah. big. Yeah, only if everyone joins in, OK? If everyone's going to join in. We all know the words, right? You, you start, don't know the words, make them up. You start... <laughs> We all know the words and the tune. You begin and I'll join in. Tragedy. They remembered that word. <laughs> Some were saying, no, you can't play here. Get spreading all your nits about. That's me. My, you know, in the old days it was good because if you didn't know the lyrics to something, yeah. there was no way of ever finding them out. And now you can just Google that and find out. Smash it. There was no, not the Murphy's Mob theme. Really? It took me a long time to know in Friends uh, that they say, uh, uh, oh, let me do the Friends theme tune, then I'll get to the, I don't know. And so no one told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> See, I can clap. Your job's a joke, you broke. Your love life's... Da -da -da -da. I, didn't, I didn't know what that you was for ages. You thought those were the lyrics. Your love life's... I didn't know what it was for ages. You thought they were the rudest people in the world. <laughs> you love life. Jesus, Just so like, personal. You love life's dead. <laughs> DOA, dead on arrival. All oh, right, okay. That's what it is, but I found that out because of the internet. You are fucking corpses. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been that. Could have been that. And on that bombshell, let's leave it there. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael Legg. Thank you. <laughs> I've been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Al Murray. What? He couldn't do it? Michael Legg? That's no kind of replacement. It is... The music you're listening to is by Pest. It, uh, thanks to Orange Mark at the British Comedy Guide, Chris Evans. Not that one! 
and everyone at Go Faster Stripe, to uh, Jason and everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. Uh, and it was produced by Dave Cribb. It's a fuzz, Go Faster Stripe and uh, Sky Potato production. And don't let anyone tell you differently because that's what it is. And if you say it isn't, you're wrong. So bad luck. Bye. Hey, that was good, wasn't it? Much better than I expected, let's face it, given who we had on. So uh, if you did enjoy that, please tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, do spread the word on social media or just by speaking to someone with your mouth. Uh, and if you want to contribute some money, going to gofasterstripe.com is a great way you can buy a DVD or a badge or come and see me on tour. My show is called Lord of the Dance Seti. Not said he, said he. That is the joke there. Uh, and uh, you can find out all about that at richardherring.com. Thanks for watching and or listening. See you next time.